So, Ryan, here we are again, back in the, the chairs, the booth. Back in the chairs. So, uh, you know, I, I think the one of the biggest things, man, is, and I, and I want to hear your opinion on this, I think we got too big too fast because... You know, last week we were we got arrogant. You know, we had interns. We had it all. We had one we, listener in we Oregon. We had one, one listener. We had an Oregon, an intern. <laughs> we had an intro song. We got cocky, man. And now we've been humbled because not only did we, you know, lose a guest for an episode, we had to, you know, find a replacement guest, but uh, we don't even have a, a name. We are <laughs> – now we're the show formerly known as The Water yeah. Cooler 2.0. There, actually, as it turns out, there's two other water coolers. One of them actually called – Water Cooler 2.0. Yeah. There's another shocking, one. Yeah. shocking to us. So we can't actually be what we are. We literally have no name right now. I don't even know what to call us. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you – I mean <laughs> – well, you got any suggestions? <laughs> I, got, you... I got nothing. Huh. We, we need a name that sounds like a radio show. Or like a an internet show. I you know I'm still a proponent of Ryan and Noosh are dead. I think that would be the the one I would go with. What I about think you? the most internet name I can think of would be the Young Harambe's. <laughs> that's that's what we should call ourselves. The, so <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Young Harambe's. Let's go crazy! Dude, the young Harambe is. I'm legit. I would love. You're the, thinking about it, aren't you? I, I I love the name. I love the significance. It means something to me. It means something to all of us. It means something. <laughs> Harambe touched a lot of lives. I actually was telling Ryan that uh, I would love to have a name like the Young Turks, or you know, back back the the guys who assassinated Franz Ferdinand back in like you know World War One era. Mm. What were they call like Young Serbia. I love the idea of the, the young, young something. The young something. The young Harambe is. <laughs> I love that. That's the internet. That's that is uh, Dick Safarambe. Yeah. Hashtag Mike's out. Mike, my, my dude. That's what. That's our hashtag. Hashtag Mike's Mike Safarambe. Um. So welcome to another episode of, of whatever we whatever are. we are because we don't even. We're know. not the water cooler 2.0 anymore. We are definitely not the water cooler 2.0 anymore. Whatever we are, we're back. You know, honestly, I I, I actually thought to myself after last week. You know, we didn't have an episode last week because. We had scheduling issues and... Because we were doing drugs. We, we uh, yes, possibly. Maybe. We were going to do an episode about drugs, we were gonna have to do but an then episode. we got high. Yeah, then we got high. <laughs> we, uh, I, I'm sure some people actually thought, wow, that really was... Their that la- was the last episode. I feel episode. like DeAndre, especially, if he hears this, <laughs> DeAndre, if you hear this, I feel like DeAndre was like, oh, wow, that really... Because he actually told us, like, I hope this isn't the last episode. And then we didn't do an episode last week. So you know maybe- what he is going to say? Why do you still have that stupid have intro that song? Stupid intro song? <laughs> he didn't like it. He he really. I mean, I hope that one day we can have like a cooler sound, like our you know like our voices over it. Cool quotes, but this is for anyone who doesn't like that intro. Also, we uh, we're using it because because we can and it's free. It's free. We can't. <laughs> we don't have it. to. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to pay licensing or anything crazy like that. So yeah, and also one day we hope that we can like cut it together to have like our cool quotes and voices on it. You know, that way we can. 
don't know, make it, make it, make it our own. But we have to work that out. Right now, guys, we don't even have a name. We don't have a name. We don't have a website. We have nothing. So we are just two guys in a booth. Well, four guys in a booth right now. We have guests, but you know, we just we, we, bear we're with just us. We're mics build, out for Harambe. Mics out for Harambe. We're we're just building up an empire, you know, from from one room right now, <laughs> one room with no internet signal actually. Yeah. So, um, one, you know, once again, of course, we have. Guests two, guests. For two guests for today's episode. Uh, our first guest is uh, JB. Again. Again, we're bringing back JB. So welcome back to the show, JB. Our first return guest. Our first returning guest. Uh, yeah. Three episodes <laughs> in. Three episodes in. That's how far we've well, come. Two and a half. He was, he was kind of. He was in the first. pilot, and the pilot doesn't count. That doesn't count. Did we do a pilot? I don't remember the pilot. Why are you guys what mentioning a pilot? I wasn't there. Was yeah, there? there was no pilot. Good. Thank you. So, Jesus, guys. So on. JB. JB, tell us about yours. Tell the viewers who didn't listen to the pilot. Viewers. Listeners. 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 Right. I mean, assuming that existed, yes. Uh, I'm JB. Uh, I'm a UX designer by trade, user experience designer. And um, I don't want to repeat that joke again. Um, Well, you should because the joke doesn't exist. That's right. It got erased from the internet. That's right. (laughs) Dude, it did. There's actually no way for people to listen to that anymore. Yeah. That's awesome. It got taken off air. So my job is to make sure that whatever experience you have – is done well, and you're enjoying the time that you spend with any product I create, whether it's digital or in a real life. Well, you know, one thing that JB told me today that actually um, I didn't know about UX design is that UX has a lot of research components in it. Like, it's actually legit analysis, research. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a tool monkey. Like, I will do my research to make sure I make an informed decision. I'm not a tool monkey. Nobody <laughs> co- accused you. The, the real tool well, monkeys no. are beneath them, those web designers. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, as a web designer or a graphic designer, I'm at the behest, at the, you know, the beck and call of my client. Like, no matter what I do, it's still the client who has to call shots. Whereas a UX designer, I will make sure that it's informed by the research that's out there. Science and, you know, public uh, opinion, I guess. And drugs. And drugs. JB, J- Ryan, you've been mentioning that a lot, man, and I, I feel like there's a reason for that. I know there's a reason for that. But anyway, JB, <laughs> I was going to say that, uh, yeah, I mean, I can tell you're very passionate about this. It's great, man. Like, to, Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, the other guest for today, we have my, my friend Giovanni uh, Padilla from school. Giovanni, just tell us a little bit about from yourself. From school? Good well, evening, guys. How's it going? Fellow, fellow, CS, <laughs> fellow CSUDH, you know, Toro. By the way, I have a, uh, uh, a new name you guys can think of, maybe? Yeah. The water coolest, three The water coolest. The water cool. Not the water cool. The water coolest. <laughs> the water 3. coolest. Yeah. Three I actually 3. made a joke about like, hey, we should be the water cooler three point and uh, it was I missing the the ist. Is though, I think the ist. The water coolest. Water cooler three just we, sounds like we're ripping them off. Yeah. The yeah. Water we're just the off That's brand the of the water cooler two point What if, right, dude? What if we go Xbox on this dude? Basically, like we're the water cooler assassins or the Jesus the water, water cooler the lone wolf the lone wolf water the lone water coolers the the water coolers of water coolers <laughs> gamer tags putting that in there assassins of water coolers wow or you know what the the other thing people always do is like water cooler assassin 420 yeah oh we got to go 420 <laughs> water cooler 69 yeah just <laughs> wow okay oh yeah. giovanni tell, tell us a little bit about yourself you know before you so i'm a student here at uh csudh i'm a comm major i want to be a sports journalist hopefully and also i'm in a band i'm a musician that's right uh i just best band name ever people flavor people flavor people flavor <laughs> wow that's an amazing band. what i told Thank him you. i love about Thank that you. name i mean like i'm not gonna lie i actually hated the name at first yeah me too but yeah but the thing about that name is it 
it, you remember it. You don't forget that name. It just it gives you a reaction. You yeah. react to that name. You're not right. like you just no like you're yeah. like oh wait what mm-hmm. what would you say people flavor okay yeah. that's cool that's cool simple so, but elegant. I mean, it yeah. it does its job, which is I mean that's all a band name has to be. Just yeah, oh you remember it's, it's just yeah. a brand. It's yeah. just a brand that you have to work with. Yeah, that's all it is. All right. Well, hey, definitely before we end the broadcast tonight, Signal Boost. You got an upcoming show, so we'll we'll do a little that later. But cool, Signal Boost, cool. that yeah yeah. So. Uh, all right, cool. So, I mean, today's episode, we're going to be doing drugs. We're going to be doing we're gonna drugs. We're going to be doing drugs. We're going to be doing, doing so drugs. we've got an assortment of drugs here. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. Steven, I promise you we don't. That's my station manager, Steven. We do not have drugs in here. As far as I mean, he knows, he's well, not here. Well, you know, my, my, my drug of choice that Ryan always says I take is I take five-hour energies to survive. So I definitely took a five-hour before this show because I would have been knocked out if I yep. if I didn't. This is not an advertisement, Actually, you know what's funny? Way. I was thinking about this earlier. So... The two, like, main things that come from Colombia, right? Yeah. Coffee and cocaine. Beautiful women. Okay. Well, that's Three things. Three Three things. 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 But I feel like Colombia as a country, their whole thing is just wake up world. Just have some coffee. (laughs) Have some drugs. (laughs) Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yeah. Get going. Get up. Get it on. Because get it up. Beautiful women. Yeah. There you go. Get up. This feels like a rock song already. Hashtag. Hashtag get up, get on. Get up, get on. Why are we hashtagging everything? Dick's out for Harambe. <laughs> Mike's out for Harambe. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so our episode will be on drugs today. By the and way, are we all covering different drugs? We are. I think so. I, I, mean, I don't want us to tell Actually, what I don't the drugs know. we're covering are yet, but I, I believe we are all covering. I think the only one I'm not sure about is Gio. I didn't ask him what he's covering, but I'm not going to even ask you. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. I know for sure that we're covering different things. I know that much, so there's okay. that... We're all that talking benefit. about the same thing. Imagine that. That would be well. Anyway, so, I mean, <laughs> so sh- that would be that would be another drop, another low oh, for the God. whatever the, we are. The new low for the new low this for the show. whatever this show is. The yeah. nameless show. The nameless diner talk. The show formerly known as the water coolest. <laughs> diner, talk. diner talk. Diner talk. Three talk. Diner. The water coolest. Let's just call it. Let's, <laughs> let's just, every just call time it. Every time we reference this show, let's just give it a new name every single time yeah, there until we, go. we figure out what the name actually is going to be. So yeah, let's let's get into this episode of you what know. What are we called today? No, no. Every every time we reference it, I mean, oh, I'm going to say every time. So I'm I'm going to call it like, like like hey, let's start this episode of you know digging in the prairie. Let's start, Ryan. What the. I <laughs> I don't know what the, did you just pick random words? I just picked random words. Oh, All right, geez. cool. <laughs> so today I want to talk about acid. Let's drop some acid, guys. Yeah, let's let's, let's talk about LSD. Yeah. Um, originally, I really, I desperately wanted to talk about dolphins doing yeah, I acid. I wanted to talk about that so bad. <laughs> I promise you that one day we will one day we'll talk about it. We but will. <laughs> New already knows that story. It's near yeah. and dear to both of I, us. Actually, I told this story to, Jay, to uh, Gio also. Oh, so, so everyone, he's, he's everyone in it. here knows yeah. that story. One already. day when no, when we get two guests in here who don't know that story, we will talk about. We'll be talking about something completely unrelated. Talking about movies or something else. Yeah. Like, hey, hey guys, <laughs> did you hear about that time the dolphins did acid? Remember that time the seventies? <laughs> all right, so no, I don't remember at all. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does actually. That's kind of the seventies. Well, I mean, some people do. The Our ones parents who, do. <laughs> the ones who talk about the seventies, I guess. Yeah. Not the ones who lived it. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So instead of dolphins, uh, I'm going to be talking about MK Ultra. Have you guys 
Anyone yeah, heard of that? Have you guys heard of that? I think in the, general the most term. people are familiar with MKUltra. I mean, uh, yeah. here's what I know. All I know is it was a, you know, sanctioned government project to, like, it was like mind control yeah. and drugs and oh. like, all kinds of crazy stuff yeah, like so that. So it's not Mortal Kombat Ultra. No, no, no. It's, oh, okay. <laughs> Just wanted to be clear. A mix, I know a you A mix knew, between Jamie. Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct. <laughs> Ultra! Oh, Ultra! Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so MKUltra was a CIA umbrella program. That's goal was it was like in the fifties and sixties. The goal was uh, brainwashing slash mind control. So let me give you guys a quote, a really <laughs> jacked up quote from a memo about the project after it got declassified. Uh, <clears throat> Can we control an individual to the point where he will do our bidding against his will? And even against <laughs> fundamental laws of nature, such what? as self-preservation, <laughs> they were serious There's about a government? this. There's a government? Our U.S. This government? This is the CIA. There's a CIA. Yeah. So <laughs> there was a bunch of sub-programs. I'm not going to get into all of them, but they involve things like hypnosis, uh, all kinds of different drugs, yeah. blackmail. I mean, and the whole thing was just, what can drugs do for us? Not as drugs. In, not well, just drugs. Not just drugs. MKUltra was, how do we get people to do what we tell them to okay. do, rather than... They yeah, want to yeah. do. Uh, but they did experiment with a lot of drugs. LSD especially. So they had... Uh, Dude, would you say that LSD was like the the hip word of back in those days? Like basically in the 90s, it was extreme. Nowadays, it's like social media. You know, back in the 70s, it was, it was LSD. The buzzword? Yeah. Hashtag LSD, the new thing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this was in the 50s and 60s. I don't know if it was really that prevalent yet, at least in the... Uh, I'm pretty sure in the general 60s. populace. I'm pretty sure in the 60s, in the 60s it was pretty yeah. fucking huge. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what was it? Hippie era? Was it 70s or 60s? 60s. Well, 60s, 60s 70s. 60s to the 70s. 60s and a blend to the 70s. And then in yeah. the 80s, everyone just, just went crazy well, was, on cocaine. Well, and that's that's yeah. all it was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so actually, just briefly before I – there's one sub-program that I really want to get into. But before I talk about that, there's a couple others that are pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, the first one – was they really wanted to figure out how to get retiring CIA agents to forget everything that they, <laughs> the, all the classified information yeah. that they, you know, became aware yeah. of. And the MIB so, flash. So basically, yeah, they tried to MIB flash people by just giving them, like, a <laughs> lot of acid. They were just like, this guy's, like, getting, he's, like, 60. Would you mind if we give you just, like, a fuck ton of oh acid? My God. <laughs> oh my God. Obviously, that didn't work. Uh <laughs> They had another program, which uh, <laughs> okay. This Dude, is what, what a way to retire from the CIA. We're gonna mind wipe you by just getting you. <laughs> We're gonna really give high. you a crazy trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so another thing they did is uh, they they really got into this thing where they wanted to give acid to people who didn't know they were getting acid. Uh, Dude, so what they up. what they it's so fucked up. <laughs> it it's really like a is. rave at this point. Re- uh, when you go, here's the thing: when you go to a rave. You're 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 yeah, there you for it. certain you, things. You come for yeah, of course. When you work for the CIA, you're not like <laughs> I'm going to get fucked up, man. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Also, be- if you go in and you're like, "Oh, I'm getting a vaccine," and then you're like, "Oh my god, the sun's melting." That's not <laughs> what you. That's not a rave. That's not. What, but I mean, if you're CIA, that's like an, an emotional rave. To be honest, like you're already <laughs> you're already there. Like, yeah. yeah, all this crap's going on, and like so. So they had this program. Where they encouraged agents to dose each other without their knowledge. (laughs) Dose each other. To dose each other. Oh, wow. And actually, here's how crazy this was. They hired magicians. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making this up. They hired magicians to teach agents 
sleight of hand techniques <laughs> so that they could better dose each other without them knowing. <laughs> so there's there's CIA agents who were just doing their job and they're like, oh, I feel really weird, guys. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, just really fucking each other up. Actually, they they stopped that because. Uh, eventually, they found out that someone at a Christmas party was going to spike the punch bowl. Of course, it's at a that's Christmas not a joke. And they were like, "Listen, we, there's like families here. We can't do that. We're, we're going to put a stop to this." Dude, what a weird game to play. The CIA. Oh. You're like suspecting everybody of like trying to dose you. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're like, this is like our spy organization, and they're like, this is like a movie that should be done by Seth Rogen or something. Yeah, you know? dude, Seth Rogen would be that parent. Exactly. Is Franco trying to dose? Dude, they just need to, they just need to get the cast from like Wolf Dude, of Wall Street yeah. and just be like, we're Dude, gonna just yes. you guys are in the CIA now. Same plus, thing. Plus Franco and that entire circle. You know, get them get them all yeah, in there. Franco. They're all they're all agents. They're all dosing each other. They're all you know doing work in Manchuria. <laughs> you Dude, know, based on a true story, that'd be an amazing film. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, it would be. There's some stuff I'm gonna talk about. That I don't know how there isn't a movie about this. Get okay. it together, Hollywood. All right. Right. But. Uh, Actually, one guy died. A CIA agent guy died. <laughs> Dude, why are we laughing? It was Franco. Franco died. It's funny that like you just threw it in there. Oh, Listen, by wait, the way, wait, one guy died. Which one would it be? Would it be Franco? Would it be who died? Who you know to be? It'd be that kid who voiced that it'd character. It'd be Michael Sarah. I think. It'd oh, be Michael dude, Sarah. it would be Michael yeah, Sarah. It would be. But so what happened yeah. was they had like all these like it was like army doctors and other people. They were like in a cabin at like some retreat, and the, the like lead guy there. Everybody's drinking water, and he came back, and he's like, by the way, that was acid. You guys were all about to get <laughs> fucked up. And everyone was like, okay. And they were fine. I mean, they're most they're used them, to it. That's like the normal company policy. Most of Everybody them, gets drugged. Most of them day. were fine, except one guy lost his shit, like, and he just couldn't deal with it. So, like, days later, he's, like, super paranoid. And here's the thing. I don't, I don't know if it was the drugs that made him paranoid for that drugs. long. But I it think it might drugs. also just be – I mean, who wouldn't be paranoid if your boss just gave you, like – a lot of acid. I, I'd be pretty paranoid also. Just walking around the office, I'd be I'd be worried. Yeah. You know? But anyway, so they tried to get him medical attention. Dude, by, by the way, when you think about it, this is like a weird thing because it's not even like a good trip. You're already paranoid. People are going to dose you. Yeah. So exactly. on top of that, then you do get dosed and then you're just crazy paranoid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, what happened was he was like really freaking out for like days. So his superior, the guy who gave him the acid in the first place, was like, all right. We're going to take you to New York. We'll take you to a hospital. And they were staying in a hotel that night. And it was just the two of them in one room. So I, they say, or Suspicious. he says, that uh, he somehow fell or jumped out the, bro- the, the window of our 10th story hotel room. But I mean. He was assassinated. Oh, Mike wow. Safa Harambe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's not really funny. I don't know why they brought that up. But I did. Well, it's because you're on acid. I mean, he <laughs> fell, dude. I am. It, listen, he fell. It Hilarious. Michael Sarah fell out of Michael a... Sarah. <laughs> dude, dude, by the way, who killed him? Who was the boss? Who, who, I mean, is it... It's not... It's not, Dude, it's not Seth Rogen. It's not... It's Franco would never Franco. hurt anyone. It's it was, not Franco. Um, be, uh, dude, it's that dude from... Uh, Danny. Danny, yes, dude. The beard? The goatee, the goatee guy. Oh. Danny, Danny what? McBride. Danny McBride. McBride. Yeah. Dude, McBride killed Sarah, dude. I, it'd be perfect casting at that point. <laughs> dude, it would be. Ah, uh, dude, that, that movie needs to be made. <laughs> All right, so another movie that needs okay. to be made. I'm going to tell you the name of this <laughs> operation, the sub-program, and then I'm going to explain what it is, All right. and the name's going to be even funnier. So okay. the name of this program was Operation Midnight Climax. <laughs> that's, <laughs> wow. that's a porn. Who ever heard of one? I know, <laughs> and it's even better because it involves prostitutes. So okay, so there's what the, that's our country, man. The name USA. of this program, Operation Midnight Pro, Midnight Prostitutes, Midnight <laughs> Climax. 
So what they did, <laughs> the CIA basically bought uh, some houses. By the way, how much you want to bet that this project was just like, hey guys, let's how can we legitimize buy some prostitutes this weekend? It's a sanctioned project, you know? Yeah, yeah I think I could buy into that. Yeah, that was part of it. Okay. So so what what they did was they have they basically just ran brothels and in <laughs> San Francisco they bought a house they hired a bunch of prostitutes so now there's prostitutes getting CIA paychecks like they work for the CIA <laughs> and what they did was they went out and they found guys uh, brought them back to this house they dosed them with uh, with acid without their knowledge of course of course they're like hey have a beer yeah. with like uh, <laughs> like it's this is like half acid it's a lot of acid <laughs> and then. Uh, the CIA just would, like, watch them do what people do with prostitutes, only they were on acid through, like, a two-way mirror. So They, they just want to see the effects of acid on sex? No. They just I, they just got they're this just, house and they got prostitutes. They're just they're, really bored. They're, yeah, they're really, like, really, really bored. Like. Dude, Voyeurs, Voyeurs won in the 70s because that's all it was. Let's watch some crazy stuff. Guys. Well, their, uh, their thing was they, yeah. they specifically wanted to get guys who – wouldn't uh who would be too embarrassed to talk about it um so i don't know if that was simply because they didn't want to get caught or if that was part of the experiment for whatever reason they actually don't ever say i've never i didn't find anything that said what the purpose of this was other than hey let's see what happens when people get lsd and they don't know it that's that was the the whole point of it so they're they're doing this for a while um I mean, there's, they, a, there's a lot you can pull from that analysis only because they've seen CIA agents on it, but they don't right. know what normal people are That's like without civilians paranoia. react. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they had uh, – they also had volunteers. And I don't – I actually – I couldn't find out if these volunteers were – By the way, you know it's also messed up with the whole brothel thing? It's because they knew the people who go to the brothels are not going to say anything about it. That's the whole – yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they had uh, – they had <laughs> – this is crazy. They had a group of volunteers. This is still under that same thing in that house. Um, they had a group of volunteers, and I don't know if these are clients who became volunteers or just random people they pulled off the street. But they had them on acid for 77 days straight. <laughs> oh, my God. What That's a trip that lasts heck? more than two months, dude. They were just like, hey, you want to do some acid for like for months? What seems like forever. Jesus. For months. Yeah. Uh, they also got a lot of uh, complaints from neighbors uh, complaining that there were men's with guns on shoulder straps chasing women around in like various states of undress <laughs> noise complaints. The CIA was just – they were just having the time of their lives. It's just there. Neighbors Jeez. 3, man. Just Neighbors 3. Wow. There was a Neighbors 3? Well, no. This, it, this oh. would have been Neighbors, neighbors 3. <laughs> Wait a minute. One. They made this, that shit? This was in the 60s. Oh, that's true. In the, in the prequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, prequel. Well, they made the movie now. It would be Neighbors 3. Yeah. So, Dude, and Rogan would be in it. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. right. He would be. Uh, and I think a lot of this has to do with the uh, the director of the program. His name was George Hunter White. And he was – I mean he was always on Hesed. <laughs> but also he was just kind of like a crazy person in general uh, to demonstrate his craziness. One time while he was working on this, he uh, he dosed a singer at a local bar without her knowledge, of course. That was his his, his mo was I'm gonna give acid to people who don't know. <laughs> yeah, but he gave her acid because before she went on stage, because she uh, he went to this bar often and she was just like not into him, and he kept making like advances on her. So he was like, "We'll oh see how well you do on stage, honey." And just <laughs> she ended up getting super high. She had to go to the hospital. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, he also 
after the project was over, he sent uh, like his debriefing or whatever with his superior. This is – I'm going to read you a quote from his, like, his debriefing thing. This is him talking about himself in this operation, okay? He says, I was a very minor missionary, actually a heretic, <laughs> but I toiled wholeheartedly in the vineyards because it was fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, kill, cheat, steal, rape, and pillage with the what? sanction and blessing of the All-Highest? Wow. That sounds like somebody who's still fucked up on acid. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's – that was his, like, official – to his superior. His That's exit. Like a, All right. Hunter White, out. So so he just experienced the 77 days of, of LSD himself. Yeah. And, uh, he was probably on it the whole time, man. That was, like, his, his thing. In the CIA, everybody tripped the first time. <laughs> no relation to Walter White, right? No. no. I, well, well, at this point. Not yet. Not yet. Not born yet. Unconfirmed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so actually, there's a. I have another quote here from an agent who also worked on Operation Midnight Climax with him, <laughs> and this is what he said about him: White was a son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 this this is like such a like movie line. Also, White was a son of a bitch, but he was a great cop. <laughs> he made that fruitcake Hoover look like Nancy Drew. The LSD that was just the tip of the iceberg. Write this down: espionage, assassinations. <laughs> Drug experiments, <laughs> sexual encounters, and the study of prostitutes for clandestine use. That's what I was doing when I worked for George White. Wow. That's a real quote. <laughs> Not only is that a real quote, but this is a real thing that happened in American history, guys. <laughs> wow. Dude. Why isn't this taught in, like, classes or something? Actually, I, that is, I mean, they so skip much. over this shit, well, like, completely. <laughs> also, I mean, class. to be fair, when people talk about MK Ultra, they talk about the stuff that should be talked about, which is all the, like, really messed up stuff that happened to people. Yeah. And there's, like, you know, people's lives were ruined yeah. without their knowledge for it's this. thorough abuse. But, man, is it funny to think about the CIA running yeah. a brothel and oh. hiring magicians. That's hilarious. The magicians part just blows my mind. Yeah. Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. That's a trip. I am surprised that there's no Midnight Climax movie. I mean, they're... Yeah. That, I don't. There is. I feel like they there, there is. There, I've seen it well, on the internet. I've seen it. It's just not about this. I know. It's not about this. Yeah, it's Midnight Climax would be the sequel to the other Seth Rogen movie. Hunter White, man, that George Hunter White. George Hunter White. Yeah. Wow. I think that would really fit their mo, though, like making a movie that is both historical and yet. It's oh, dude, absurd. it totally would. Like, dude, Danny McBride is George Hunter White. <laughs> Danny McBride. <laughs> Like and Seth Rogen's just like he was a son of a bitch. He was a good cop. <laughs> he was a great cop. He made Hoover look like Nancy Drew. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna post on the internet and let's see if somebody picks this up. All right, let's just let's try to pitch Midnight Climax if we can. Okay. We should. Yeah, it was it's a great time. Yeah. For for the CIA, not the people. They. Oh yeah, no, seriously. It's... It was it was the it was the golden era of the CIA. The Back golden, when nobody asked any nobody questions. Nobody asked any questions. Everybody trusted them, and that's why they just split they just drugs. Did, they just did whatever dude, they wanted. Dude, yeah. I just totally can imagine that Christmas party, dude, and just that company culture. Just anytime, anywhere, you might get drugged. Like, just <laughs> welcome to the CIA. Also, think about this. Right. They're CIA yeah. agents, like field agents, who are out, like, arresting people and doing mm-hmm. stuff. And they're, like, looking at people like, that guy looks... Like a squash. They're just like really <laughs> tripping out. Yeah. A like a squash. Put your vines in the handcuffs, man. Like just... Not just any squash. A butternut squash. A butternut <laughs> squash. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. 
So wow. I, do you have any other anecdotes from that? Uh... I don't have any other anecdotes from that. I did learn a – I was talking to JB about this. I was – while researching this, I learned a fun – it was one of those things where you're just – one thing leads to another on the internet, yeah. you know? As all things do Before it gets to porn, but right. somewhere in the middle. <laughs> somewhere where it's still, still on Reddit. It's still, still on Reddit. Yeah, you haven't the, gotten into the – You know what, dude? We'll call it the Reddit chat. zone. The Reddit, Reddit zone. Haven't yeah. gone into yeah. – You haven't gone to Bing yet. That's, that's the scary <laughs> part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. But I was just reading about uh, blind people doing acid. Oh, my gosh. And actually, uh, I, I found out that uh, depending on the type of blindness, uh, there are people, even if they were born blind, who visually hallucinate. Wow. Yeah. So you can be blind either because your eyes, like something's wrong with your actual receptors. Yeah, yeah. Eyeballs, receptors. Yeah. But your actual visual cortex, like the, the brain that processes sight, still works. Those people can visually... Uh, hallucinate. Yeah. They just they can't explain what it is they're seeing. They just say like, "Oh, it's colors," or "I'm seeing like they see the cones and, and rods things. and shit." Because yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, they can't say, "Oh, I'm seeing blue," because they've never seen blue. They don't know what blue is. It's just you know? not this this blackness. It's just thing. not darkness, yeah. right? Yeah. But the other people who something's wrong with the actual like vision the center of the center, brain, yeah. they don't uh, they don't visually hallucinate. What they do is they get like feelings like they'll they'll feel like they're moving but they're not moving they'll hear things stuff like that um but actually what's interesting about just blindness in general i guess this has nothing to do with drugs okay <laughs> but uh like if you close your eyes right now close you your eyes. Me, oh, I, I want you to close okay, your eyes okay do you feel my leg touching i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no but if you close your eyes you'll see darkness black right. right that's if your eyes don't work and you're blind because of that that's basically what they see right if your vision center isn't working, though, you don't see black. You don't see anything. It's just absence of sight. It's like uh, it's just the void. So, like what I read, like a way to experience that, if you want to, if listeners or you want to want to try this. You no, know, I do. So, close both your eyes. Okay. Then you would cover your left eye with your hand, like comp- all the way. No, with your yeah. There you go. Then uh, open your right eye. So, what you're seeing out of your left eye right now is. Is what they would, what they experience. So you don't see black. You just there's just nothing there. Doesn't, yeah. yeah. Huh. Everyone stuff, tried man. except JB. Yeah, JB's like he's no. just staring. <laughs> JB's like, blind. I, I truly he's already blind. The void. He's like I know it's what this is like. The so, void into existence. JB, has anyone in here tried acid? <clears throat> by the way, um, not me. No. Yeah, actually, I looked, I looked straight at JB for that one because I feel like no, no, that's, I, that's one I have not right. tried yet. I've tried other things. Just so I'm the only one. You yeah. are? How, you? how was it? How was that? I've told you about that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You haven't told oh, me? Yeah, what? what? Yeah, I did. You told yeah, me. No, no, I I, I'm I sure I told you too, JB. Yeah. I mean, you're the drug... You guys swap stories all the time, you know? But I don't it's... remember. Maybe we did. Yeah, a long time was ago. Was I high? Hey, well, was I high? <laughs> <laughs> was I high when you told me that story? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It was uh, fun, interesting, I guess. You know what? You know what? I can, uh, I can really, I guess, like, see why people go crazy and like get really paranoid and jump out or get pushed out of hotel windows on it just because um it's it's like really easy for something you start thinking about to just become reality like you're just like man it's really hot in here but then you just like it's on here because i'm i'm overheating like oh oh god oh god i'm gonna die i'm on the sun oh god i'm on fire (laughs) oh god i'm gonna die like it it just becomes reality i guess you know Oh, weird. But, uh, so it's like you're high, but then reality matches what you're high with. 
Well, it's not that it matches what you're high with. It's just that I guess you're – what you're feeling internally just like it overpowers. Yeah. I feel like what it is is like for a drug like that potent, you have to take baby steps. You can't yeah. just go like straight from like sober to LSD. You're going to trip out. You have to go like, you know, weed. Try some other and stuff. And then maybe some, some you know, other stuff in steps <laughs> before you're like, yo, it's straight. It's like taking vodka shots before you take your first beer. Like, you're going to trip out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. true. You wow. could, you, that's the niche way, right? That, Just... That's that's my way. I don't do beer. I don't do light. I go hard. <laughs> I go fast, and then he regrets it later. And I regret it later. I did this one time where I was I was messed up enough that I had Ryan hold my hand. And I wait, was wait, just... wait, I'm gonna tell the story. Okay. I'm gonna tell the story <laughs> right. right now. All right, go ahead. Actually, you know what? I was gonna do you the favor and not tell the story with your name. I I. That's fine. I practiced this story there, by there, saying some, I, have, Ryan, I was going to change his name in the yeah. story to not new. I've told Ryan before. Not. There's some stories that I don't want him to share on air, but there's some I'm okay with, and this this one's fine. I'll I'll make so, sure nobody in my let's family talk about hears the time Noosh took the red pill. Yeah, the red. That pill. was a reference. That's the reference for our friend, our friend Aaron. To... Shout out to Aaron. To Aaron. Yeah. All right. So Jeez. we're at Aaron's house. Aaron's house. <laughs> that's, that's where we hang out. <laughs> and uh, we were all pretty drunk. I mean, you were. My my policy, just Drunker so you know, my policy when it comes to going and drinking anything is this: I try to get get there, get drunk as quick as possible. <laughs> so for that reason, I will I will get there faster than anybody else. Also, he no no I'm no, no. you always go in and say, no, "I'm not going to get too drunk this time." Yeah, and then you like say that. How come I'm not drunk yet? I know, and then you're <laughs> entirely too drunk. As soon as I take one sip, I'm like, "I'm not drunk enough." Go all the way. Yeah. So Noosh is drunk. And for some reason, he gets it in his head that he wants to try weed for the first time. So, Aaron and uh, who was it that actually it was, had uh, the news? Her, her Stina, name right? was Stina. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter what their names are. I kept for the purpose Stina. Of, for the story. <laughs> anyway, so Noosh is drunk. And he's like, I want to try smoking weed. So they get a bong. Yeah. Oh, this is when I wasn't there. Yeah, right? and Sorry, they more. they pack him like a little baby bowl for his first time, and he he tries. He just. <laughs> All he did the first time he tried to smoke out of his bong was he just put his face on it and yeah. he just kind of he coughed. He didn't I coughed. smoke. I, I didn't know how to do it. Anything. Yeah. I was so always. everyone's trying to explain it to him, and I was like, "Listen, man, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna suck all the smoke out of the chamber. You're not gonna stop breathing. You're not gonna stop inhaling until it's cleared. Then you're gonna hold your breath for a second. Then you're gonna let it out. And for whatever reason, <laughs> see, yes, see. she packed him the world's <laughs> biggest bowl. I mean, it was so much weed." And he, to his credit, smoked fucking all of it. And he just took it all. Just one hit straight to the dome. I, I Honestly, the funny thing is I wasn't trying to. I was like, okay, I want to follow instructions properly. I will breathe in. I will hold it. And then I will release. I, I, I did exactly as I was told. I didn't know it was too much. Yeah. Well, anyway, so he did it. Everyone was, like, really proud of him. For a second, for a brief moment in history, Noosh was a legend. Yeah. Everyone was, like, <laughs> clapping, high fives all around. <laughs> They're like, man, that was that was badass. Uh, a couple of minutes later, I went outside to like have a cigarette or yeah, something, and I was I talking to someone else. And like out of the corner of my eye, I see Noosh outside, and I look over, and he's just standing there, like looking at his hands. And when I saw that, I was like, oh fuck! And I went over to him, and I was like, hey man, how are you feeling? And he's just like. I don't know where I was, but I just came back so hard. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I was. I was in outer space. I literally saw nothing but blackness and just smoke every direction, and I was floating. And then suddenly, as soon as Ryan spoke to me, I was like grounded so hard. I felt gravity all around me. So I was wow. like, "All right, man, let's go inside. Yeah. Let's try to relax." I was just trying to get him to like yeah. think about other things. 
right. play some video games, whatever. Try to play some Smash, yeah. He uh, he ends up just, like, laying on the floor, no, throwing No, 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 what up. happened is this. At first, Aaron was like, okay, man, just chill, play some Smash, relax. I was like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I sat down, tried to play some Smash, and then all of a sudden, I'm just, like, like not feeling well. And I think, like, Sam tried to comfort me, like, Samantha tried to comfort me. And I was just like, Sam, <laughs> listen, right I only now. trust yeah, Ryan's I, voice. I, I said, I only trust Ryan's voice and Stina's voice right now, not you. And then next thing I know, I'm throwing up on their floor. <laughs> and, then and then I'm throwing up. And, and by the way, Rookie. it wasn't even like a oh, lot okay. of throwing up. He was. It was, I mean, like, it was his very it first time. It was like time. a little, little spittle. But then eventually I was just. So anyway, I, was I the, took him yeah. to the bathroom. Yeah. I was like, all right, man, let's just hang out by the toilet for a while. He's throwing up. I actually was reading him Marvel, the Marvel trivia because it was the book by the tucked him in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just did tuck him in. Before you tell him that, one funny thing that happened while we were in the bathroom, though, was Aaron came in. And Aaron, Aaron was also tripping out, but he was just like, he was, he was, he was cooler. Because we he just, can handle his yeah, shit. Yeah, he could. And you can. <laughs> I can't. And then we were looking at each other for a moment between throwing up, uh, between me throwing up. And, and like, we made eye contact. And then suddenly we were just like, uh, all the world shall be your enemy, Prince of the Thousand Enemies. And when they catch you, they will kill you. Basically, we went through this entire quote from the epic story Watership Down, which is about bunny rabbits. Anyway, it's a thing that he and I know. But basically, imagine us making like a Lord of the Rings level quote, like staring at each other's eyes. That was you know, At the same romance. time, it was just like And Aaron was like, I know where he's at. Like, we're on the same level. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is spiritual. So, yeah. Noosh is throwing up, eventually starts falling asleep in the bathroom. Right. So Sam's like, let's put him in the bed, whatever. So he goes into the bed, and he's like, Ryan, can you hold my hand? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he says, I just, I need to feel grounded. And I feel like if I'm holding on to your hand, I'll feel grounded. Just hold my hand until I fall asleep. You're, you're my anchor, babe. And I did. I did. I held his hand. To, to his credit, dude, Ryan held my he hand. Was, he was yeah. a child, basically. Like, if, yeah. as soon as I started to let go and he wasn't asleep, he he'd be like, uh, I'm not asleep. Yeah. He, he actually started position. to, like, walk away, and I was like, Ryan, Ryan, don't leave. <laughs> you sound like such a bad <laughs> story. And then uh, he eventually fell asleep, and yeah. I walked out. Dude, and no, everyone, and Aaron was, part, Aaron was like... You didn't one part about that. At one point, I was like, Ryan, I'm afraid that if you let go of my hand... I'll I die. Wake, I won't wake up again. <laughs> he, yeah, he That's truly how high he was. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah. I came out and I told... Was that your first time? Was that your first time ever? Yeah, yeah. first time ever. He crossfaded the first time he ever smoked. What a way to go. He's, like, hard. Going really hard on that. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, walked out and was... I told everyone that's a lesson in true friendship. There yeah. you go. Tucking them in. Yes. Tucking them in. Dude. Yeah. I mean, dude, it was first time, drunk, crossfade. It was also, I warned you actually goal, ahead you know? of time because you were like, should I try it? And I was like, well, but the thing is, you can't personally, really... I don't like being crossfaded. I hate it. Yeah. I hate that feeling. And I was like, but if you want to. But the thing is, you can't really argue with me when I'm when I'm at that level, when I'm, when I'm drunk. I, I didn't think. argue with you. We're not arguing with you. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. Like, I don't my, even my, know why you asked. My rationale was just like, nah, nah, going to do it. Going to do it. Let's I go. Know, why'd Let's you go. ask? Should have just. I know. Well, well, wait, was this before or after you realized it was going to be a huge bowl that no, was, that was packed? No. We didn't know it was going to no. be like that. I didn't even look at it. Okay. Nobody did yeah. until he was already doing it. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> oh, Lord. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my first time doing a wax. Oh god, I have a fucking terrible story about that. <laughs> I, I crossfaded when I was on wax too. Oh, that was nuts. Yeah, and I, I think, vomited all over my friend's too. floor. And if yeah. one of my friends is listening, I am still sorry for vomiting on your floor. But yeah. you're never not sorry for vomiting on the floor, really. <laughs> it's it's really yeah. It's, well, well, it was. Wait. You're supposed to be like saying it though, like, like even if you're not. Did you vomit on carpet <laughs> really or did. is it? It was carpet. carpet. Yeah, it's, it's Aaron's house. Yeah, yeah. 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 I feel so bad for those. Damn. Well, JV. So, what's your? Oh, I thought Gio was gonna. 
No, no. Oh, oh yeah, that's that's right. Wow. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. Oh, yeah, I mean, right. we could go either way, but oh, no, 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 I was curious about what Gio right. wanted to talk about. I'm on a port, but it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. We do something else. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this isn't about a specific drug necessarily. It's just about uh, how drugs get into prison systems. Oh, that's, nice. that's interesting. So, uh, yeah. So there's a big drug problem because, oh, I mean, you think about it. All these guys have is time. That's it. Like, that's all. They just hang out. They, um, I don't know, maybe read if they have the, the funds to mm-hmm, buy right. books or something. They work out, and that's it. I think we've seen that in movies to know working out, doing drugs, hanging out is like the prison system. Prison life, yeah. yeah, yeah you're just yeah. killing time, basically. Yeah, you're, Exactly, you're killing time. So this is an article. It's entitled Prisoners on the Eight Rules of Dealing Drugs Behind Bars. So this is a story about a guy who used to uh, you know, sell drugs and mm-hmm. how he got them and stuff like that. So there are many ways to bring drugs in. So here it says, uh, so inmates bribing prison workers to bring the drugs into, you know, the system. Mm-hmm. Contraband uh, from friends and relatives who come in and, you know, come for visits. And uh, also, this is the tribute part. This is the part that really got to me. Mm-hmm. Now they have drones that drop off <laughs> drugs. Drones. They use drones right. to drop off drugs. What they do is, like, uh, I guess some guy outside has a drone, and he tapes a tennis ball. He opens, They open up a tennis ball, and they fill it with drugs. And I guess at night, they get a drone. They fly over the, the yard, mm-hmm. and they just drop it. They just drop it in, in like, the yard. And then Dude. somebody comes out, like, you know, hood out during, I guess, like, you know, recess, whatever they call it. Sure. And... Uh, they go grab it before, like, you know, there's a roll call. And they just hide it somewhere, I guess, in their pants or something. But that's insane that they have drones. That is that's systematic. Genius, that's actually. genius. Wow. Yeah, it's very crazy. Huh. Um, so Some smart people in prison. Is it sponsored by <laughs> Amazon or something? <laughs> <laughs> GoPro. I know. Right? They have a GoPro on the drone and everything. <laughs> It's like, it's like live What's that Amazon food delivery service? Amazon Fresh? Amazon Fresh. Amazon, oh, wow. Amazon's got to get in on this. Dude, Amazon got the idea from these guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> straight to your door in five hours. <laughs> So, uh, so number one, so the eight rules, number one is determining, determining the market. So a gram <laughs> of, legit. <laughs> yeah. So a gram of heroin in LA, it's 80 bucks right now. It's street mm-hmm. value. If you go to a corner in South Central, it's 80 bucks for a gram of heroin. Sure. A gram in heroin in prison, it's $400. Oh, yeah. wow. So if you somehow are able to like get this, these drugs inside, you're, you're just big business. Right. You can like survive off of this. So um, and that's assuming that this is it. This is a cash quantity because there's no cash in prison. No, there's no cash in the so prison. So there's some sort of equivalent. Yeah, uh, what they use is like sometimes they they trade. Yeah, so yeah. cigarettes, stamps, whatever sure. they can get their hands on, coffee. Uh, they socks, also have uh, stamps. Food. They trade stamps. Yeah, because it's okay, because yeah, oh, exactly, oh. exactly. That's like one wow. thing that every prisoner gets um, is let uh, paper to write letters to their mm-hmm. their family, mm-hmm. stamps, envelopes. That's so th- so they trade the stamps and envelopes for drugs or whatever wow. they need because that's mm. valuable. Like that's the only way to contact the outside world. Right, right. So um, so it says here, heroin makes its way to the prison walls within three ways. So contact visits, mm-hmm. mail scams, and guards who smuggle it in. So this guy says that he knew a dealer that was uh, bringing nine grams of heroin a week. His girlfriend brought the dope in by stuffing a tampon and taping it under the visitation room seat. Then an inmate assigned to the cleaning visit room would recover the stuffed tampon and take take, uh, yeah. wow. take that uh-huh. and smuggle it in. That's insane. That's so systematic. Oh, wow. And it's, yeah. it's on the inside. It works on the inside. So, yeah. I mean, the people know that it's this happening. They can't stop it. Like, honestly, I feel like 
to keep the prisoners happy from revolting. You need, like, you need drugs to like sedate yeah, them. Sedate Otherwise, them, yeah. they would be so cranky, so out of it that they wouldn't want to like, <laughs> right. like you know, be inmates. They wouldn't comply yeah. to the rules. Right. Yeah. You know, like the the guards to prisoner ratio is like so crazily, you know, not in favor of the guards that you need drugs in the system. Yeah. Well, you know it, it, it reinforces the idea that people need rehabilitation, not incarceration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I know yeah. in Europe, like that's what they do. I think I saw a documentary. Um, where I think in Norway or Sweden, yeah, one of those if, two, one of those two, yeah, yeah. If you, if like I'd say you uh, kill somebody, you don't like the jail that they go to isn't really like a cell. It's a, it's a room. It's a house, and they like it's like a, they can go outside, and there's no like like gates or mm-hmm. cells. Like it's they're there to rehabilitate. Their yeah. their the end goal mm-hmm. is not to come back. Right, or the yeah. end goal for these guys in the U.S. is to come back so they can work for yeah. the whatever so like making there, like yeah. the, the labor, the cheap labor that they're doing for the for the government. Yeah, yeah. So that's what way, that's how it should work. They should rehabilitate these people so not go back. But that's how the system works. That's how they make their money. And that's how they. But sell instead, they're products. like, Shh, have some heroin. Yeah. Just yeah. stay in here. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, like I, it's I mean I guess it makes sense. But since the dawn of time, man, like. Vaginas and assholes are like <laughs> the storage compartment of human beings. Yeah, yeah, like, that's they, they are. You gotta carry something, yeah. shove it up. Put there. it in your ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's so many stories in here of like people swallowing, like to go on visitations, they swallow, I don't know, weed. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and a condom, they swallow it, and then they sh- when they get to the restroom at the visitation center, they shit it out. And then I guess I guess they somehow clean it, they put it in their mouth, and then oh, when they say goodbye and they give them a kiss, they just swap it from mouth to mouth. That is some kinky. That shit. is crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's like HBO but that's like that's that's stuff. the only that, way to get through uh, the night before the night, or the, the night, night of. of. Yeah. I saw so that then stuff, yeah. again, that person swallows it. So like, it's it gone through two anuses so it goes, by the time oh it gets to prison. God. Through it goes yeah. through two digestive. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's crazy. It was big money, man. Four hundred bucks. I wonder if they can get coffee yeah. out of that. Like that cat poop coffee. <laughs> what I, civet coffee? Yeah, the civet coffee. Yeah, I've heard of that. You ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's good. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's dude. It's like the the finest, most like sought after in like like South America, right? It's Honestly, I don't there. know. It, it's, I, I, I would have fucking. There's like a monkey. There's a type of monkey in South yeah, America it's where it. it eats the coffee plant mm-hmm. and then the, it it shits out, and uh, the the material inside of its shit is used to make coffee, and it's like one of the finest, most expensive coffees in the world. Because but I, still th- I, I don't know if it's like the one of the finest, or it's because it's, it's such a novelty. It's such well, a weird. Yeah, no, like, it's, oh, I just yeah. want to do this. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking it, cool. it's exactly. finest in the sense of it's like an exquisite. Like it's like eating snails. or yeah, it's, it's a delicacy. A I can see how it's a delicacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the I mean, caviar of coffee. Yeah. To, to think that the first person who did that was like, "Oh, this guy shit it out. I want to try it." Dude, <laughs> know, someone, right? was, this someone was like, "I'm gonna." Some, someone was on acid, and then I'm someone was on LSD. Somebody and like, was on acid. Let's try this shit. The prison it was George White. He was the first person. George White's like, "All right, what can we do to get people to eat shit?" <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Could you imagine that a menu of all the inmates and this, with coffee shitting of some sort? Yeah, no. Let's not, let's <laughs> I don't not think anyone wants to imagine. I that, don't want to imagine that. I'm yeah. just yeah. Okay, never mind. Let's go. All right. So, so uh, number two on this list is find a mule. So and, and, and when we say mule, a human being. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like to find somebody who can mule. bring this junk. Yeah. In. So this guy says that once I got a woman interested enough to come visit, I started slipping a piece of candy in her mouth when I kissed her. After a couple of visits, this became routine. Then I told her, "I need you to bring some weed in. That my brother has for me." When she asked me how, I just reminded her that I've been slipping candy into her mouth when we kiss. I told her that my brother is going to wrap up the weed in a little balloon. And when we kiss, she slipped the balloon in my mouth. And then I'll swallow the balloon. Once I get her to agree, 
I'll convince her to start bringing in more profitable drugs like heroin. So it starts with weed, you know, to yeah, get her yeah. to like just get weed and mm-hmm. then put and some like heroin, manipulation stuff cocaine, like that. <laughs> whatever the, like they want to bring it's in. It's like, oh, let me give you some candy, baby. And then it's yeah, just, yeah, it's, hey, can you bring in some weed for it, me? I mean, now I need like, you to bring heroin. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's like Alto. It's like Tic Tacs at first. <laughs> you like Tic Tacs? Here, have one. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, so then there's another number three is establish a more sophisticated operation. So uh, another way is that there's a mafia guy that he knew that would bribe the guards and it would involve a simple payoff from the outside. So the mafia's associates would pay off the, uh, the guard and the guard would bring in heroin, weed, vodka, razors, cigarettes, even Chinese food, whatever <laughs> he wanted to get into the system because mm. he had that guard in his pocket. So that's another way to bring drugs into the system. It's very easy to just bribe that guy or even blackmail him. You know, like have his boys from outside come in and visit, blackmail the guard, right. and then have him bring in some stuff. So it's not it's not hard. It's not hard to bring his stuff to to the inside is what I'm, I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. What are the uh, – let's get some, like, overview of the, of the other ones too. The, you, you've gone through three of them, right? Three of the eight? Yeah, three of the eight. So what, what are the other five? Like, what's the uh, – Build the clientele. Uh, make sure you get paid. Turn prison money into free world money. Oh, Wait, well, what does that mean? Uh, let me see. Well, I would imagine it's like it's like well, get your, for instance, because there's no cash in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've read, everybody gets like this debit card kind of thing. Yeah, and so wait, is is that legit? Like every prison yeah. is a debit. Well, they get they, basically it's a card that that people load money onto, so they can yeah. buy like. So people oh, work odd jobs to make money, whatever, and. Um, Oh, so like okay, okay, you can it. so I it's have a list like, like EBT thing. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like EBT. Yeah. I have a list of what what jobs people do in uh, in prison. So um, work in the chow hall, work in the wood shop, make license plates, wash laundry, scrub make floors. Make license plates. Yeah, my yeah. license that is plate so was made cliche, in prison. Dude, yeah, yeah, it's super cliche. That is, yeah. the, uh, is breaking rocks somewhere in there because <laughs> that feels probably right. <laughs> Shell books in the library, clean piss pots in the infirmary, sell images etched onto. Uh, magnetic mirrors. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Dude, what? A- uh, sell handmade greeting cards, braid hair, trim beards, make hooch, ferment wine. Uh, wait, wait. The the prison system? Not the prison. I'm sure the prison system oh. doesn't pay people to make, make illegal alcohol. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm sure that happens. They're that's just, that's happens just a way to get money. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is just like a list of a bunch of stuff. <laughs> you know, so after, the, the after the CIA thing, I believe anything. Like, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe that's where the boxed wine comes from. It's from like, prison. <laughs> it's from prison, right? Yeah. Friends, yeah, made in U.S. penitentiaries. So then I wanted to see how much these people get paid for doing these jobs. And uh, apparently, the minimum wage for inmate workers, on average, it's $4.73 ah, per day. That's a crime. Four seventy-three per day. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's prison. <laughs> and, uh, it's crime. <laughs> yeah. But it also depends, like, state to state. So in California... Dude, I, 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 listen, whatever you're going to say, I feel like in Texas it's going to be, like, $1. No, they pay us to work for them. They pay us. Yeah, yeah. right. So uh, let's see. It says here in California, if you work under uh, prison inmate administration, you get paid one dollar an hour. Oh wow! So I was so arrogant. <laughs> you know, I've been wrong about a lot of things <laughs> the last couple of weeks. So think that like some heroin inside jail costs four hundred dollars. Yeah, and you're making a dollar an hour. Yeah, how much do you have to work to you know? Well, four hundred hours kind of apparently. Money. Yeah, four hundred yeah. hours <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. to get heroin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. That's nuts. Yeah. So, um, see, so I have some other stuff here, and then what is the the like most popular thing, drug to use drug? in 
prison. Probably heroin, right? I mean, that's... What it is is drugs that... Uh, it's like escapist type thing. Because, I mean, all yeah. you have is time. So, like, you're doing Time weed, killing. Alcohol, yeah. heroin. You know, yeah. things that don't... Like, you don't want to do cocaine or coffee. It just makes yeah. you more <laughs> awake. Like, like, right. You're just like, yeah... I'm no, really productive no, yeah, right now. Yeah, no, no, no. You want to do something but I that can't do sedates any. you. you <laughs> right. Know? right. Yeah. Something that's that why just... they make uh, in-jail alcohol. Using rubbing alcohol in, like, fruits or something. Yeah. Something that makes you just forget about in the toilet. why yeah. you're there, what you're doing there. Yeah. There's also why do I know that? I don't even know where <laughs> yeah, I... I... That's... Damn. Dude, I'm telling you, man, a lot of HBO, you've been watching The Wire, The Night <laughs> Up. The Wire, The like, Night Up. That, those are shows I learned everything I know about prison from. Mm-hmm. Orange is the New Black. Also, Prison Break, because, you know, it's all about tattooing the prison uh, map on your back. And Did anybody else watch that show but no. me? No, I, I just know that Captain Cold. Well, listen, Ryan, it. I want you to know one thing, dude. If you ever go to prison, I will tattoo the map of the prison on my back. <laughs> I'll go in there and I'll get you out, brother. Right, You're going to tattoo your map onto yourself. Yeah, dude. I'm going to be onto Schofield. Okay. <laughs> How would that even help? Listen, don't watch the show. <laughs> don't, don't, don't watch the show. It'll just disappoint you. Oh, God. Yeah. But that's... Yeah. That's, There's also a problem with the people on death row. So uh, basically people who are on death row, they're facing execution. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of facing that, you know, day, dreading that day, what they do is they just inhale a lot of drugs. They do, do a lot of drugs to where they kill mm-hmm. themselves. They overdose. Instead. Oh, wow. There's an overdose problem. There's an overdose problem. Yeah. So I think in... Um, in the past, like, three or four years, there's been seven inmates who've killed themselves because they've swallowed a, a lot of morphine. Oh, wow. Uh, like, they just, like, get a balloon, they put it in, like, excessive amounts, and they yeah. swallow it. And then once it bursts inside their stomach, they just die. And that's – they do that instead of just going to the electric chair or whatever they do now, lethal injection. Oh, so they just feel super numb and then just – They just – OD off. Yeah, they just they, – they overdose. They overdose rather than – Electric chair or poison. Electric chair or poison or whatever. This – I can't make a joke about it's that. It's depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's really depressing. I gotcha. I'm, I'm sorry. If I would have known, I would have picked something so when it gets like funny like yours. I don't know. It was like a comedy I, I, show and shit. No, no, no. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I mean, no, I feel like I've told you it's a comedy <laughs> show, though. I mean, but no, it, Geo had like, like I had a, literally I had like an hours. hour. I had hours, yeah, had hours to, to get material. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that you had some humor, humorous material in this. So, I mean, like, yeah, for sure. Like, it's. We did talk about pooping again. Yeah, it was in prison. It was drugs in prison, but. Dude, somehow it's always going to come it's back all, to poop. Every episode, we're going to have a yeah geez. poop joke. Just uh, poop poops jokes. out for Harambe. Poops <laughs> out for Harambe. Oh, God. Guys. Everything's out for Harambe. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why, but for some reason, uh, I saw this video where there's, there's like a monkey in like a you know cage, whatever whatever zoo it was, a monkey in a cage, and just some little girl was harassing the monkey, and the monkey you know threw shit at the little girl. Oh, I remember that video. I do, and I was just kind of like... This is right. This is, this is right. And for some reason now, I'm just kind of like, yeah. I, I like I like seeing Justice. little kids get shit thrown at them <laughs> from a monkey. I think that says more about you than it does. I'm yeah. a terrible person. It's That's a sustainable action. It's biodegradable. Yeah. It's fine. You know what it is, dude? It's, it's the Harambe. not fine. It's, the, it's shit. It's the Harambe thing. Ever since then, I'm just like, you know what? Monkeys. It's time. You value. You value. I value the monkey's life over. The little shitty over, little kids like You know what it is? It's zoos. It's children and monkeys at zoos. That interaction, I'm always going to pick the monkey over the child. I'm a terrible person. That's true. It's artificial. It's not a natural yeah, interaction. Yeah, it's not a natural interaction. If it was like anywhere else, I'd be like, yo, monkey, back up. Back yeah, up. Oh, I agree. That makes sense. Um, so um, kind of going off of what Gio was talking about um, in terms of just prisons and just ultimately being bored in there. Right. Um, the one thing I wanted to touch on and expand from is how a lot of people that do drugs tend to do it because they're bored. I mean, escapism is one thing, but ultimately it's boredom. 
And boredom is the human condition, man. That's right. right. And so, like a lot of places in the world, in particular, uh, especially in Valencia, especially right. in Valencia, <laughs> um, one drug that the people tend to go to is meth because it's just easy to get to, easy to sell off, easy to make, easy to make, easy <laughs> to consume. As we've learned from uh, seven seasons of uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad right? right? Well, his meth wasn't easy to make. Right, right. It was. It was. It was magical meth. Yeah, blue. chemically pure. It's that blue, man. It's like mana, mana crystals. Yeah. Whoa, wow. wizards high? No, anyways. Um, wow. So, and so the funny thing is when I kind of got into a little bit of research concerning um, President Rodrigo Duterte, the president of the Philippines. Dude, and Duterte is like an entire episode. Like, have you heard of him, Ryan? Yeah. Dude, I heard recently like somebody like who's a friend of mine from the Philippines sure. said Duterte opened up vigilante justice. He's basically the Trump of the Philippines. He, well, he, but he's just like, no, nah, nah, listen, go out and kill people. Whoa, and he's whoa, like openly whoa. said – I've killed people. Yeah, of course. I well, have. no, no, guys, guys, guys. To be <laughs> oh, to be fair, he hasn't really legitimized it. So this is kind of the background. So first of all, <laughs> to be fair, James. To, to be, be fair, fair. James like, oh, advocating for Duterte. Listen, well, listen. Well, that no, man I, was a vigilante, yeah. guys. I don't advocate it necessarily, <laughs> but the the problem that the Philippines faces with the drug issue is pretty high. Like it's considered by the UN to be the largest quantity of meth in East Asia. Wow, and it's being used as a hub to smuggle illegal drugs of Asia. Dude, you're really crazy. You're saying though. meth is about... being used as a hub to smuggle other no, no. drugs. Oh no, no. Uh, Philippines is a hub. Oh, the Philippines. The Philippines, Philippines is used. So, the meth, it just seems to be one of the, the Dude, largest. Just to put it in perspective, though, yeah, yeah. saying that, that that's kind of crazy to think that the Philippines has the craziest drug problem it's a in tiny Asia, country. specifically because you've got like Bangkok, Cambodia, yeah. right? Like all kinds of like actually legit, like infamous places for drugs. Right, you know? but uh, the thing is. It's the location of the Philippines. It's between everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a shipping line, like a. Yeah, and yeah. and the funny thing is, is that there is not as much control, government-wise, over you know the security of, over trade there compared to other you know countries. Um, I mean, let's say for instance in China, you'd probably get killed. But then again, the triad control a lot of that stuff, and so ultimately, what ends up happening is that it got so bad over the years that. Um, Duterte had felt the conviction and the the pain of the people and became its voice, just like Trump is the voice for a lot of people. And that's why he can easily become (laughs) the Trump of the Philippines. However, the difference between Trump and Duterte is that Duterte comes from a background of being a lawyer. So he understands the laws. You know, of all the surprises tonight, I had no idea Duterte was a lawyer. Yeah, so he knows. And so when he was uh, talking out to people, uh, I saw some clips of his – Dude, maybe that's why he can go out and say things like, yeah, I've killed lots of people. Well, And he just – he knows he can get away with it. He's like – Allegedly. He he lawyered up. Yeah, he just says the right things. He says that uh, to people, especially the police, that do it by the book of the law. That's that's good. But if it's a threat to your life, you know, go ahead and use deadly force if that's your last option. But the problem with that is that when you have someone authorizing to the barest minimum, someone's going to use it to their advantage because someone's just going to yeah, bend the rules. Yeah, someone could just be like, oh, well, I thought he right. was going to so kill have public me. I mean, it's stand your ground. It's, it's, it's just stand your ground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so we have this massive conflict of who's right, who's wrong. And so when you talk – Duterte is wrong. I can tell you that. Right. So when you're talking <laughs> about uh, vigilantism, <laughs> it's not that all these people think that they have justice in their own hands. The, the drug cartels and the drug factions are killing each other. Because they don't want anyone else to speak. Wait, wait, wait. The, the drug factions are killing each other mm-hmm. so over what? So that, they're, so that they don't get ratted out. It's a, it's a faction competition. 
Ryan, did you process? I, I'm not sure. I'm, I, I didn't quite get. So, I mean, I'm assuming they were doing that anyway, though. It's, yeah, no, it's but like, it's worse now because the, the cartels if, basically just right each other because the they're they're trying to the police and the government's trying to hunt for the sources of where the drugs are going and coming from. So oh, so you're saying before. Some guy gets picked up, but they're, they're just killing rats. Oh, okay, correct. Okay. They're killing rats. That, that's the that's the connection I didn't. Yeah, see. Okay. they're trying to close the loop before yeah. the government can get to them. Because yes, there are killings. Now, here's the statistics, though. This is what I've gathered. All right. Um, in the first two weeks of Duterte's presidency, more than a hundred people died. But oh my god! <laughs> wait, but, wait, wait, but, died wait. due to vigilante <laughs> due like, to the entire justice? scenario of yeah. him just going for this. But eighty uh, a thousand eight hundred forty four were arrested, and six. 660,000 drug users and dealers were, had surrendered. So they don't get shot. Correct. <laughs> so, and this is, a, this is the catch-22 of the scenario. Basically, what? is the charity system working? Right, and here's the problem. Now, I've thought about it when people have said, well, it's not. you should re- rehabilitate people, right. right? But here's the next issue. In a country that is not really strong on its law enforcement and rehabilitation prowess, how do you rehabilitate that many people? I mean, there's all these people right. surrendering. How do you find the funding and support and the structure to prevent even the triads from coming in and infiltrating and destroying it? Because yeah. it's an international problem. You kill them. That's, that's his answer. I mean, it's the hub of the massive drug ring in East Asia is the Philippines. Yeah. And the international Philippine airport, the Ninoy Aquino International Airport, is identified as the favorable tra- drug trafficking hub. So basically, if you guys want meth... Yeah. Wait, is this where is it shipping from, dude? From Arizona? From it's, Arizona? Uh, from a New lot Mexico? of it's coming from the Philippines itself. Other okay. times, it's from other labs elsewhere. I mean, I feel like it's just a hub. meth in particular usually just comes from wherever some rednecks backyard. Right. I mean, Riverside well, <laughs> it comes from Riverside. Right. And if if you're bored, well, the Filipino yeah, version of Riverside it. also for, yeah. for them. So everywhere. Yeah. So everywhere. <laughs> it's just nine hundred nine everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but other stuff probably comes from from elsewhere. Yeah, and it's very interesting that this has become a major issue just because of him. But, dude, meth is, like, crazy widespread now compared to, what, like, a decade ago. Has anyone tried meth? Fuck no. Okay, so <laughs> I value my life. <laughs> He's like, okay, hold okay, on. Okay, so I, I've tried a form of it where, let's say, uh, what was it, um, a version of ecstasy, like a off-brand of it is, like, Moon Rocks, and that's partially meth. And so basically— I think the the problem with ecstasy— in general, when you're getting it off the street, is a lot of it's like yeah, cut with something else. It's, yeah. it's yeah. cut with something That's else. Most drugs, yeah. right? And so when I had it, it gave me the euphoria, but it gave me the worst horrific down that I've ever felt. Um, it just made me feel depressed. Yeah, and I've never experienced that level of depression in like in my entire life. And but I knew that w- with the anxiety, I had to look it up. It's like okay. These are symptoms of... He's all WebMDing while he's high. Dude, I had to. Like, you, had, with you had the mental cognition to be like, I should look this up. It's because he yeah. trakes his drugs like a fucking yeah. champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. Did that one time. It's held against me. But yeah, I mean, that that's that's really, you know, my involvement. Because, I mean, being partly Filipino myself, I had to make an invested, you know, expansion of knowledge just to figure you're, out you're getting in touch with your filipino side by doing <laughs> by doing by doing <laughs> well no no not moon rocks. i'm talking about the research going into the, oh, the situation because right. duterte is just like you know getting flack <laughs> from like, many oh, different sides my people and, are the yeah the biggest meth users in southeast asia yeah. but to Let be clear in there i'm not the supporter of duterte necessarily it's just that 
it's a really bad situation, and I don't know how many ways you could fix it. Oh, that's it. a complicated problem. It's I mean, the same thing. It's the, the same tribes. thing with uh, uh, Mexico's cartel. Yeah, problem. absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's like so big that it's like how do you even? They run the country. Yeah. 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 They do. They run the country. Yeah. It's like those uh, old days when the opiates were like crazy. Shit. The segue. Segue. The the opiates were crazy. So um, my topic is, and I don't mention anything about the drug. I mean, you kind of touched upon, but I wanna, I wanna, I wanna set this up a little bit. What right? drug? Yeah. <laughs> so I wanna set this up a little bit. Geo is a little bit familiar with this, but uh, I'm not sure if you guys are. So I'm I'm hoping this will this will be surprising to some of you guys. So I wanna just set the stage a little bit. All right. So you have to imagine it's the year 1792. All right, this is. I can't imagine that because well, you weren't alive. We yeah. none of us were. Well, uh, imagine it based on like you know what's that? What's that thing called? Like the, the cartoon show that's always Schoolhouse Rock. Imagine it in that format. It's 1792. Actually, this Rock? is the stuff they don't teach you in Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Look, what are you talking? You guys don't. I remember God. Schoolhouse Rock. I remember How old am I? <laughs> no, I remember Schoolhouse yeah. Rock. I remember like just, one episode. I'm just a boo. Yeah, yeah I, I remember that, and that's yes. all. That's it. That's, that's, that's the, the only thing anyone remembers. So, I mean, okay, basically it's 1792, okay? Britain just lost the colonies, the American colonies. And here is the... Murka. The Yeah, rebelled. So uh, the situation for Britain right now is this, right? They just lost the American colonies. And there's high demand for Asian goods in Britain. Porcelain, silk, especially tea from China and India. The demand for tea in in Britain was crazy. Basically, they said that... Probably still is. Well, it actually... They I mean, love their I mean, Think about the fact that Britain <laughs> is known for tea. It doesn't even come from Britain, and it's known for tea. Yeah. But, I mean, the British government taxed tea imports in those days, and the taxes on tea imports made up for 10% of all British government revenue. Just 10% <laughs> of all government money. The U.S. doesn't even spend 10% on the military. Consider how much money we spend on military here, and... The, the the U.S. government doesn't even spend 10% on that. So that was a massive they amount. They really fucking <laughs> they, love tea. <laughs> and they taxed the <laughs> hell out of tea. Um, so 10% of their money came from tea, uh, tea taxes. All households in Britain, all – that was a weird ghost in <laughs> what this room. Was that? I don't know. It was like the, the room next door or something. Hey, what was that? But, uh, but basically, so the all households in Britain at that time – Five percent of all household expenses was tea. All households spent five percent of their money on just buying tea. So it's like a religious thing almost. It it was it was obsessive with them. Like yeah, they were they were hooked on it. Societal. Um, it's a societal thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was new. It was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. What, what is this? Yeah. This what is this warm, water? Flowery water drink. <laughs> Did it technically save lives because it was sterilizing? I, I, I'm sure I that's how that it started. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably how it started. Yeah, that's how spices, spices well, started. Well, usually, like a lot of things start off medicinally, and then it becomes more, yeah. you know, legendary. oh, like soda. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Coca Cola, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah, that's um, right. they said tens of millions of pounds of tea were imported per year. This pounds is in weight. Pounds mm-hmm. of tea were imported each year. <laughs> Did you to clarify the British... that because we're talking about? Because I'm going to be referencing pounds later, also for the money. So I want to be clear. But yeah, I mean, so that I mean Britain was just importing that stuff like crazy. Um, in fact. Part of the uh, the the issue was also that you know the the East India Trading Company, right? the British East India Trading Company, which was called the Honorable, 
East India Trading Company. There was a couple others. The Honorable. That's what they call them. I mean, there's like the Dutch company. There's, there's a bunch of other They companies. like knighted the tea company. <laughs> right? I mean, I actually, just Sir, for the East sake India of, Tea Company. Just for the people who might not know what those East India Trading Companies were, just they were the bad guys from the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie. They were basically <laughs> a company of merchants that the, the British government gave the power to wage war. Like they straight up gave them a military and the power to wage war on behalf of the, you the British government. You get that here, god yeah, damn it. They were like, do, dude, I mean, when you think about it, the British government did not conquer India. It was straight up the East India Trading Company that took oh, over. Yeah. Eventually, Britain's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. You guys are treating these Indian people like slaves. Let's let's not do that. And then the British <laughs> took over. But the East India Trading Company took over India. In fact, part of their debts came they were 28 million pounds in debt during 1792 because the money, they wow. not the weight uh, of money, not the weight, because they conquered India. The company conquered India, and they were just like we spent a lot of money taking to, over this to country, get tea so. from India. Yeah, and so that was the situation. Dude, by the way, the logic of that is kind of funny. They're like, all right, they really want this tea in Britain. Why? Why are we? What are we doing? Let's just take over the whole country. Yeah. We have all the supply we right. need. It's messed up, dude. Um, so go- going to, actually, I want to, I want to actually elaborate just how messed is up. Is tea the drug you're talking about, by the way? I'm going to get to the drug, but it's not tea. And I'm going to, I'm going to explain what it is, but the, the, this whole tea system is messed up. because I want, I want to put this in perspective. The British needed to tax tea in order to get their revenue. Mm-hmm. They loaned the East India Trading Company, like massive amounts of money, 28 million pounds money of of you know money to conquer India for the sake of tea. The East India T- Trading Company, in order to pay back their debts to the British government and to make money for the British government, they had to import and trade tea that the British government needed to tax. It was this weird, vicious, cyclical cycle of mm-hmm. taxing tea to pay off debts to import tea, to tax more tea. It was just like this oh, wow. weird, vicious cycle of tea. I don't think anyone was keeping track enough if they were. It's really bad. Basically, the situation was if the tea stopped flowing, the British government collapses. It just collapses completely. So that's fascinating. what they did was, all right, we have to establish some good relations with the, co- the countries that have tea. Also, aside from India, like China, they sent a British ambassador to China in order to negotiate. Now, this is the issue here. Like, I'm, I'm going to breeze through this part because this is not too relevant. But it's just to understand the issues between British and China. Mm-hmm. They did not understand each other. Both countries basically viewed the other as, oh, it's that kingdom of barbarians. Like, the Chinese actually viewed the British as barbarians. The British viewed them as savages and barbarians. There was a lot of misunderstandings in that mm-hmm. first negotiation meeting where uh, Lord. I mean, I would imagine they well, don't even speak. The well, same I language. mean, well, they they do because was, they, I, there's merchants. That, I always you know, wondered that, it. like, oh, that's, how, oh, that's right, yeah, merchants learn. I always language. wondered, like, how do these people communicate? Like, when right. Cortez went to Mexico, how do they? I mean, speak basically, to each other? it was the initial people who went. They eventually learned enough to be able to help the ambassadors and the merchants. Yeah, learn. I mean, yeah, and to reinforce that, like, traders have been going across countries for like hundreds of years, even during the Roman era. So yeah. it's it wouldn't be totally off the grid to see people know each other's languages. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Not only that, but like some languages are so correlated, like French, Spanish, Italian. Right. So the translation. Yeah, the translation bridge. should be. Like you'd understand them roughly. But then you got 
British and Chinese. Which is totally different. So, I mean, when, when Lord George McCartney, which, who was the ambassador, went, there was a lot of misunderstandings. First of all, he absolutely refused to bow to the emperor of China. Uh, I think his name was Sean Long or something like that. I'm not going to pronounce it right at all. But but that's, this was, like, blasphemous because the whole thing was, whoa, whoa, whoa. How can you not bow to the, you know, emperor of the greatest nation on earth? And, you know, McCartney's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I only bow to the king of the greatest nation on earth. Long may, long may he live, King George. And uh, on top of that, he brought his whole, the whole thing was they brought gifts. They wanted to negotiate with the Chinese. So they brought gifts to. Do you want some tea? <laughs> they, no, the British brought gifts to the Chinese. I know that's what I'm saying. The, the the misunderstanding, though, is that when the Chinese get gifts, their whole perception is, oh, yes, this lesser nation is bringing us tributary gifts. Mm-hmm. They don't think of it as, oh, we're trying to just be nice to establish trade relations. They're like, yes, give us your gifts and we will, you know, un- we will recognize your poor, pathetic, barbaric nation. Sure. But the gifts that they brought the Chinese were not like advanced technology. They brought them toys, carriages. <laughs> like they carriages. brought them like little – porcelain toys and dolls and like like useless stuff so when the chinese saw this they're like yes this backwards poor pathetic because the chinese had mathematics they had technology gunpowder they had advanced technology so they're like look at these baubles they're bringing us oh this poor backwards nation yes we'll recognize thank you king george actually the oh thank you so much (laughs) he wrote it's actually recognized as like the emperor of china at that time wrote the most sarcastic letter to the king of england saying like yes yes thank you so much for your baubles we recognize your nation we, we thank you for your gifts but china has no need for these little baubles we are the greatest nation on earth thank you very much but but we don't need your baubles it is is actually recognized as the most sarcastic letter written between two kings that's funny but uh so i mean there was a lot of misunderstanding eventually the chinese like no britain we're not gonna open up trade relations with you we're gonna leave the trade as is you know we're not gonna open up anything china was a very closed off nation at the time by the way this whole time i've been talking about tea and trade and you know drugs have not been in this yeah (laughs) right i mean the the drug i'm talking about is not tea. you might be wondering what this story has to do with tea at all the reason this has to well he even replaced drugs with tea (laughs) (laughs) you might be wondering what this has to do with tea (laughs) and tea (laughs) but let me get to the tea guys everybody at home is like no thanks for listening to (laughs) tea 2.0 today's topic was tea uh (laughs) the the, uh, cooler i mean i think everybody wasn't surprised about that the tea cooler. The uh, the uh, you might Ice be wondering tea. what this has to do with drugs at all. What the the thing is, this story is not really about tea. This story is about how the British government became the most successful drug dealer of all time in all of history. They are the most successful drug dealer ever. Mm-hmm. So what happened was. This leads into a conflict known as the Opium Wars. Basically, the East India Trading Company had to figure out, okay, a lot of tea is flowing out of China, but we're not trading on equal terms with the Chinese. The Chinese don't need anything from us. So what can we trade to the Chinese to balance out the tea that's flowing out? How can we make some money off of this? And their their response was, all right, you know what? Let's Let's start selling opium in China. By the way, let's get people hooked on drugs is like, I th- that's just a white person thing, I think. <laughs> Britain did it. The CIA did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good to yeah. know my culture is all about Walter In- White. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's you're, all coming together. Your culture is enriching the world by just getting them high. <laughs> so uh, the British were like, all right, you know what? We're going we're gonna to get the Chinese hooked on drugs. And actually, they tried to make a profit off of, chi- uh, off of India. The issue was they conquered India for the tea. But what are we going to do with the rest of the com- country that's not growing tea? And they decided, you know what? Guys – 
let's grow poppy to make opium. And they actually, and this is, this is shitty, they actually forced the farmers, nah, you're not growing food, you're not growing corn, you're not growing anything but poppy. Everybody grows poppy so we can make some opium. So they started selling the opium from India into China, and it was supposed to be like the most addictive form of opium at the time. And um, what they basically did, they couldn't actually get the opium into the country. So what they did was they sold it technically in India because opium's banned in China. Mm-hmm. The Chinese government's not having it. But they sold it in India, and the smugglers from China would smuggle it back into back into China. So they just sold it to Chinese mules. Chinese mules, yeah. Basically, Chinese they mules. sold it to the Chinese mules. And eventually, I mean, not even eventually, very quickly, the Chinese had a opium addiction epidemic. Actually, that whole image of the Chinese opium dens, opium den. that comes from the fact that the British got Thanks the Chinese, Chinese addicted. Yeah, what, what is really shitty, because, by the way, not just Britain, but eventually America was also shipping opium into China. <laughs> it's not just like, hey, we want to we get, wanna get on this. Basically, I mean, what, what, which is shitty, because the whole idea of the opium den in China comes from a Western view but the western countries like british france u.s they were the ones selling the opium yeah. into china That's so, so what happened was the emperor's like all right we are not having this shit like getting our our civilians hooked on opium so the emperor sent this dude named Lin Zexu to the opium hub where it's all flowing into called canton which mm-hmm. is one of the main main trading hubs and his whole thing was dude it, like i love this this idea like the the emperor's like lynn you my boy Get in there, shut it down. Lin's like, I got this man. And Lin, he gets in there, and he immediately is like, all right, opium's banned. First of all, done. Shut. He shut down all, any any place where opium's flowing in, he banned it. He shut it down. No more opium coming in. He forced all the addicts into rehab centers, which was very novel at the time. Like, he's like, all right, we're going to get you guys all, like, rehab for this addiction. Uh, they arrested any and all smugglers. He burned 21,000 pounds weight of opium that the merchants were selling, and which which was crazy at the time, 21,000 pounds, because that was how much the I'm British— I'm pretty sure 21,000 pounds of opium back then is still 21,000 <laughs> yeah. pounds of opium, so that's still a lot. <laughs> well, the, the equivalence <laughs> He's of He's like, what... that was crazy at the time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. Sorry. The, no, 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 no. No, I get you, man. Like, I, I actually don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I don't know much about the current opium situation of what's considered, like, I can tell crazy. you that any drug, 21,000 pounds of anything is a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. The Well, the equivalent at that time for the British was it was the equivalent of how much they spent on the military. Like, the amount of money that was burned by Lin Zexu was the amount they spent on military to conquer nations. <laughs> That was that was so that was one. Drugs. They were pissed because like, dude, that was one country we could have taken over. <laughs> the um, the British were entirely ejected out of Canton, and they fled to a barren, rocky, worthless soil that the Chinese were like. It was a small island off the coast of China. They're like, yeah, fine, flee to your little tiny island. We don't need you here in mainland China. By the way, that island was called Hong Kong. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the future, that's a, that's a little preview of what's to come. The um, British, so they were pissed. They were like, these douches are trying to stop us from getting their people addicted to drugs. The nerve, the nerve of them to say no to King George. So the British military started blockading the entire all the ports of China and their whole thing was nobody goes into China not the Dutch not the French not the Americans nobody goes in They're, they basically Dude, that's just so arrogant like <laughs> no you guys can't trade with them either 
Yeah, sorry. The, sorry. It's the British way. Get the British way. Yeah, right. the nobody British goes in. Even the British. Their whole thing was not even British not even, going in there. Not yeah. Yeah. Not, they were just like, nobody's going into China but at so. all. So, by, by the way, this whole thing is called the Opium War, right? What launched the Opium War is like, it is it is just ridiculous. Basically, there's a, there's a, there's a blockade. There is a smuggling ship, an opium smuggling ship. I mean, it's not just being smuggled in on land, it's by sea also. So an opium smuggling ship called the Royal Saxon, it's a British ship, it slipped the blockade of the British and it starts going towards Canton to, to you know, to trade. The British, um, the fleet, they see it and they're just like, no, not having it. They start attacking the Royal Saxon. The Chinese fleet in Canton are like, these British are attacking this ship and their whole thing is, no, no, no. We're going to prove to the world that the British do not control our seas. The Chinese, the proud Chinese, we control our seas. We control our, our port. So the Chinese send out their fleet to defend the Royal Saxon <laughs> from the British. So they're like, stop bringing opium into our country, except you. You get in here. <laughs> they we had, got your back, bro. They had no idea the opium was on that ship, but their whole thing was, just, we're defending this ship. But that ship was bringing opium into their country. So they got into a firefight with the British over this ship. That the, British, the British were shooting at the British. And the Chinese <laughs> were like, we're going to defend those British smugglers. <laughs> and that whole – I mean the Chinese got crushed. But that whole thing all of a sudden started the opium war because the British were like, these guys shot at us, taking over the country. So they started attacking many, many different uh, forts ports all over China. One of the craziest things about um, this this fight, this war, was that the British would, you know, steamroll into these forts where they'd be fighting against some of the military people, um, the Chinese military, and mm. they'd take over forts and they'd find sometimes no no defense or no resistance. Sometimes there's a little bit of resistance. But a lot of these forts, they weren't fighting back because the military was addicted to opium. Like, they were just finding... <laughs> Guys, soldiers, just, like, just just I'm so high, high on opium. They couldn't fight back. <laughs> like that's how bad it was. The the military was addicted to opium. The British launch a full scale invasion. Eventually, they're just like, okay, uh, they take over a bunch of forts. The Chinese are like, all right, we can't we can't fight back again. Just like our military can't fight back. The the sea power, the Britain, the British fleet is just too strong. So they they iron out some negotiations. The whole thing is all right. The Chinese paid a lot of reparations. Of course, the British forced them to do it. The British forced the Chinese to give them the entire island of Hong Kong, which, as we know, the British owned Hong Kong until, like, 97. Like, it was recently mm-hmm. that the British gave it back. Yeah. And uh, the Chinese – this is actually in the – this is actually in the treaty. The Chinese agreed to stop calling the British barbarians. Like, that was in the contract. <laughs> we will no longer call them barbarians. Um, uh, the British seriously sound like they have, like, the worst small dick complex ever. Just <laughs> stop calling us barbarians. Put, write it down. Write it down. <laughs> the one thing, and this is the, 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 the negotiations, the one thing that wasn't agreed to in the negotiations was opium. opium was still, opium, opium was still banned. The British did not get the Chinese to concede on opium. And, like, the, oh, there's actually one other funny thing where the Chinese would not concede. In fact, it was such a touchy subject that the British were like, no, 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 we're not even going to bring this up because the Chinese are going to lose their shit if we bring this up. <laughs> and it was missionaries. The Chinese were like, we're not going to let these Christian missionaries into our country. <laughs> and the British were like, yeah, th- that sounds fine. We're not going to bring that up. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So peace talks happened. 
things were <laughs> no opium out. and no Christians. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that was a Chinese that was a Chinese rule. So the thing was there was a second opium war. I'm not gonna go into that. But I just want to mention what started the Second Opium War because it also was just like a ridiculous thing. Again, the British are still pissed that opium is not legal in China. So at one Why point – Why would you let us drug your people, <laughs> damn it? So at one point what, the, uh, what happened was the Chinese were – they were constantly confiscating and capturing opium smuggling ships. And they would, of course, you know, confiscate all of the – the opium, burn it. They would do whatever they had to. But the ships themselves, they would auction them off. So one of the ships that was confiscated, that was a smuggling ship, was called the Arrow. Mm-hmm. The Arrow was confiscated by the Chinese, and it was sold to a bunch of merchants. Now, the way British merchants worked is they have to register with both the Chinese and the British. Mm-hmm. And there has to be communication between the two. So it was already registered with the Chinese that, okay, we have this ship. Mm-hmm. It is a smuggling ship. But they sold it off to the merchant. The merchants have to register with the Chinese and the British. The merchant registered with the British, and the British did not send the files back to the Chinese to say this: the Arrow is now a merchant ship. So when the Arrow went into a Chinese port, they started flowing towards a, a, a you know sailing towards a Chinese port to trade. The Chinese are like. These motherfuckers are trying to bring <laughs> opium back into the Canton again. So they sent out the fleet to take out the Arrow. But they didn't know it was a merchant ship. And the merchants were like, why are they shooting at us? <laughs> they had no idea why the Chinese were shooting at them. So they called the British. And the British were like – By the way, how did how do you call the British? Well, you use flags. There's – Oh, yeah, the flag. The SOS they have like a, or That was British, texting back the bon- in the day. Bonfires <laughs> of Gondor yeah, yeah. or something? <laughs> <laughs> so they called the British. The British are like – these motherfuckers are shooting at our ships. So they start flowing at the Chinese fleet. They get into a firefight, and that literally starts the Second Opium War. Oh, yeah. It was this massive Bay Area fight. I mean, the the Second Opium War got so crazy, the Chinese – sorry, the the British got the Russians, the the Japanese, the French, and the American. And literally the Americans are like, guys – let us join, please. And they're like, no, 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 America, you stay out of this. this. And America's like, no, 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 we're getting in on this. And they got in on this. And, dude, they took over so much of China. And this shows the arrogance of the Western powers, including Japan, um, that was considered a Western power, I guess, in some ways, that when Chinese rebels tried to rebel to push the foreigners out, they were called the fists, no, the harmonious fists. That's Mm -hmm. what they're called. They, the... In history, this is referred to, this rebellion by this group of, of you know, uh, re- rebels. It was called the Boxer Rebellion. I mean, these guys are fighting to free their country from foreign occupation, but it's called the Boxer Rebellion because they're just like, oh, these guys do martial arts. They're like, uh, they're like <laughs> boxers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're that boxers. makes sense. But, like, it's, it's this odd, like, the audacity of, like, they were fighting for freedom, but from the perspective of history, all right, they're rebels. We've got to put them down. Yeah. It's... Uh, this is this is the only fa- facts and figures I want to leave you guys with, though. Just to put into perspective why the British were the most successful drug dealers in history. Pablo Escobar, right? I mean, when, when people think about like the the peak, the zenith of drug dealing, you think of El Chapo, you think of Pablo mm-hmm. Escobar. At the height of his power, at the height of his success, Pablo Escobar was uh, was exporting or importing into America. He was exporting. 10 million pounds of cocaine a year into the U.S. By 1839, 
13 million pounds of opium <laughs> was being shipped by the British into China. 13 million pounds. Wait. And 12 million civilians, Chinese civilians, were addicted to opium. 4% of the Chinese population were opium addicts. That is, that is a, an insane amount. When you think about the fact that there's entire mig- like there's entire minority population in the U.S. that can't even hit four percent, like at all. So four percent is a massive number. Yeah, when you China's think about a big country. It, yeah, and China's a, a huge country. number. Yeah, that was 1839, dude. Because I mean, this whole opium shipping into China, this, this opium thing in China, was for for almost like a hundred years, like seventy years, let's say. By 1907, seventy million pounds of opium was being traded in China. 70 million pounds to the point where opium became a currency in China. People were not. I don't want your money. They were just trading opium (laughs) at this point. Like, that is a staggering number. 70 million pounds by by 1900s. That's interesting. Has anyone tried opium? I'm just kidding. Well, I don't think anyone. What's an opiate? Isn't opiates are usually sedatives of some sort? Like, yeah, it's a sedative. It's like heroin. Yeah, I mean, opium's a grandfather drug. I mean, it's it's a grandfather drug. It basically is. I mean, not saying that the opium led to other things, but it was a drug that other things kind of were inspired by. Basically, heroin's the better version of opium. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the way China fought back, in a sense, very subtly, is that they became a manufacturing power. So yeah. instead of people shipping stuff in, they started shipping stuff out. And now everything's made in China. And Correct. The 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 crazy like the I mean if you want to create like a mirror of like of like how history repeats itself though, the whole point of the opium wars was China was a closed country and the British and all the other Western powers, they wanted to trade with three hundred million people at the time yeah. in China. And they're like, you open up your ports because we are gonna trade with the trade drugs with your people. And think about it right now, that's literally the same thing that's happening. It's where China thing. is opening up its its doors to the global trading and every single country, Hollywood, everybody's like, we want to get that billion you know population market history well, repeats itself here's the new re- repetition is that now they're the ones that are digitally walling themselves up there's no way to really affect the chinese market on a digital level because it's closed off it's a closed circuit uh, system so all of their apps and stuff that's only in china they don't have facebook they don't well, have anything. right i mean and you can i mean basically they reverse engineer apps and, and devices to just sell right they reverse themselves. engineer everything yeah. they make ipods there but it's not i mean it's not called an iphone or it's, whatever yeah and they it's make mercedes benz there but it's not a mercedes so or, it, yeah, it's, everything. it's the same thing it's the same scenario they're closed china's like eh, we don't want your stuff it's we're gonna make our history. own version that's we're better. gonna have another yeah. we're gonna have a cyber warfare with china at some point because of the same thing that they're always doing i mean and that whole thing comes from the fact that like this whole this the, 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 everything that happened with the west in at that time frame yeah. it humiliated the chinese yeah. like, country and ever since when the communists took over their whole thing was never again we're never going to be humiliated by the west ever again and they're just like we're, we're going to screw the West every time. Every time, we're going to screw the West. And I mean, I, I think at some point we can expect like a, a treaty where the uh, where the China or like a negotiation where the Chinese are like, "You will not call us barbarians anymore." <laughs> <laughs> so oh, this week God. on the show, the nameless show, the talking nameless. about China. Yeah, drugs in China. China and tea. China and tea. <laughs> yeah, I love China. So um, very briefly about acid. <laughs> just a touch of acid. <laughs> Briefly, wait, wait. We talked about acid for, I mean, I, like, that was like 20 minutes of a conversation, dude. No, nah, bro, it was a lot longer than that. That was like yeah, half an hour, about, 40 minutes. Yeah, dude, 40 minutes, yeah. Like 40 minutes. Oh, man. I, I'm glad. Actually, we talked about my, my one was the shortest story tonight. 
I don't know. Yeah. I, think, are, are, I think his congrats. Was, yeah, are, are we competing yeah. the size of our stories we're trying to, now? We're, but it's like it's like a weird Asian thing. We're like, who's the smallest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I I'm proud of you that yeah. yours is the smallest. <laughs> thanks, thanks, man. Me, Cause, me too. Because usually you talk. Yeah. Whatever. Actually, can I just say though that this is typical of like my friends know that sometimes I talk so much. Then my hands and my legs will just fall asleep because my body knows. <laughs> dude, my, my, dude, he dude, talks no, he, himself into like his his body and his brain are basically. His body I, shuts off. We, yeah. we don't need to worry about our arms yeah, and legs yeah. anymore. This yeah. is all that matters. My body like recognizes that my voice and talking is the most important thing that matters to us. <laughs> so my legs and arms just fall Your fucking asleep. Fucking limbs dead. just shut off. He's, yeah, he's, he's just like point of hunger and on I've, on ulcer at one point. My, like, my friends have sometimes yeah, yeah, heard me like talk, and then all of a sudden I'm like, guys, my my stomach hurts, and then Ryan's like, did you eat? And I'm like. No, not since <laughs> yesterday. Not since yesterday. yesterday. I was too that busy talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's a it's a cool uh, cool little conversation we had about this. I mean, you know, I'm actually glad that uh, we had a good mix of personal and also like informational, factual. Like we had some. Did we have a good mix of personal and? What we, oh, yeah, you're we did, taking dude. the red pill. Your, yeah, your yeah, dude. We talked about a lot of personal, like like our experiences. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we... one thing I want to add is just don't get high when playing World of Warcraft because everything feels really, really long. Tim, we miss you, and we hope you come back. <laughs> I have no idea where you are, but we hope you're in a good place right now, man. Oh, yeah, because Tim has been gone for a while because he's been playing. Yeah, ever since that WoW update launched. The new expansion. Our friend Tim, Geo, he, he told us, listen, when WoW comes out with this new update in like two weeks ago, you're not going to see me for a while. It's been two weeks. He also did say, if you haven't heard from me in a week, send help. Oh, yeah, yeah. why did you? We never sent help. We, Guys, dude, Tim is dead. <laughs> we should stop the we, show. Let's go over to his house. Tim. Oh, wow. <laughs> That was a uh, joke, but like we, gotta, we, gotta we really have to, we need to go check on Tim. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's we'll, we'll see that after the show. So, uh, any? I mean, Ryan, any closing? Well, actually, let me, let me, let me JB. Is there anything you want to signal boost uh, from your side? You know, before we close out the show. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty good right now. I just yeah. love supporting you guys. And I would do. We really appreciate the fact that JB and Courtney have always volunteered. Like if we need last minute guests or if we need help on a, on a topic, sure. they're always willing to help out. And I really appreciate that about JB and also Courtney who isn't here, but I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And one yeah, of the I challenges, I'm just kidding. <laughs> one of the challenges me and Ryan, I didn't do. want to just be like, yeah, <laughs> One of the challenges we do have is getting guests. So, I mean, last week, if you guys were wondering, the reason we couldn't have a show was just we had a we had a scheduling issue. So, um, we just want to try to get guests as much as we can. So, you know, it it happens. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, basically, what we're trying to say is, if you want to be on the radio for whatever reason and you have a thing to talk about, and get at us. Yeah, we'll... I mean, just if you don't talk with us, we'll we'll work something out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, don't feel like your topic is just like if we do it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, again. one of the things I've heard people say is that they they have they're afraid to approach us as a guest for the show because they don't know if they can either be funny or if they have a topic that's interesting enough. And I I say don't worry about that. Like, wor- let us worry about humor and stuff like that. Just come at us with something interesting to talk about. And we'll you know we'll find a way to make it funny. We'll we'll talk about it. You know, life will find a way. So yeah. people flavor. People, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so guys got a show. Flavor. Yeah, we have a show on the twenty third. It's in North Hollywood at some venue called uh, the California Institute of Abnormal Arts. Did you say at some venue called? <laughs> yeah, at some venue called uh, CIA for short. And it's like a – it's, it's like <laughs> a, a – Full circle. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> Drop some acid. It's like a, a people flavor. Um, freak show slash circusy kind of vibe. Oh, cool. Yeah. Don't drop yeah. acid. Yeah. Like by the way, a, that place is managed by uh, George Hunter White. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you'll, you'll – don't take acid because it will be in your drinks. Yeah. It's uh, $10. We play at 9 o'clock. Cool. North Hollywood. 
and uh, there's going to be sideshow acts. I don't know what that means, but I'm um, freak yeah, show. I think you mentioned freak to me show, once probably. that sometimes they have like aero acrobatics. Is that right? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I never, okay. I've never been to the, okay. the freak show there, but um, but they do freak shows there. Okay. So we'll see what what these sideshow acts are, but it should be interesting. Yeah. And um, so there's yeah. the twenty third. The twenty third, Friday, yeah, Friday the twenty third, seven p.m. Uh, nine. Nine we p.m. Play at nine. Where did yeah. you even get seven from? Sorry. And ten uh, dollars. Okay. So you can come down, have a good time, watch some fucking I don't know Siamese twins or some shit. Awesome. <laughs> whatever whatever they stuff. end up having. Whatever cool. they have, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, do we do we have anything going on, Ryan? Do we ever? I mean, nah, this is what this we is, have going on. This is what we have going on. So just uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, like us on Facebook. Well, no, actually, don't because we don't know what the name of the show we is. We have to, yeah, we do we have to need make to make a new page. A name we literally have to no, 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 no. We can just change Rename the name. It. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. We got to get a name. <laughs> the, the young Harambe. The young Harambe's. Dude. <laughs> for now. We can feel it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah drugs. Drugs. So good, they ruin your life. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, well, I guess that's. Uh, that's our show, I guess. So uh, we'll we'll hopefully be seeing you next week and with a new name, <laughs> with a new name, yeah, with a new name. I, I don't think we'll have a new name. I, I think we, we're the, we're just going to be the show formerly known as the forever. Water Cooler. We'll just we'll just print it. It should yeah. be like Diner Talk or something like that. I never want to be the Diner Talk <laughs> only because you know why? I feel like if you search it, there's going to be already that something like that. True, guys, just don't make strings and promises. <laughs> Uh, uh, dude, our, our, dude, we didn't make a Strings and Promises reference, but dude, this we got hit hard by Strings and Promises this week. Yeah, that's true, we did. Yeah, well, mostly strings, mostly strings, promises. We'll see you next week. At least there's that. Have a good night, people. Ryan, uh, anything? Okay, yeah, just <laughs> no, go. Just go. I thought we were done. <laughs> just just, just right, go. So it was awkward enough. Just, just go. Ryan Anusher Dead is made possible thanks to KDHR, the student-operated radio station of California State University, Dominguez Hills. For more information about KDHR, please visit www.kdhr.net. The intro song for this show is Space Ace by Blind. This music is made available thanks to Overclocked Remix. For more information, please visit ocremix.org.